Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Indiana Supreme Court hears challenge to pro-life law. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the Indiana Supreme Court recently heard oral arguments involving a challenge to a state law with regards to abortion, and uh, this now is up before the Indiana Supreme Court. Liberty Council filed an amicus brief in this case on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation, representing thousands and thousands of churches across the country that are African-American and Hispanic, pointing out that abortion has been racist and eugenic, and it's been focused on eliminating, quote, undesirable populations. That's a phrase from Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Right. We've already filed several of these briefs uh, between last year and this year, and this is one of them, of course. And our clients are saying that besides abortion being racist and eugenic, that there is no right to abortion within the Indiana Constitution. And that's what that's right. the other side, the ACLU, is trying to twist the Indiana Constitution and say that there is a right and there shouldn't be so many limits on abortion within the state. Yeah, you know, the problem that the United States Supreme Court did in 1973, obviously the big problem is the Roe versus Wade, but how they got to that sets a real problem because it's almost like big brother to the little brothers, meaning the United States Supreme Court sets an example for the state Supreme Courts to follow. And so they went across uh, the Constitution. They couldn't find any right to an abortion, obviously, so they invented it out of thin air with no constitutional founding so that they reached the result of abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, even though it has nothing to do with and has no grounding in the Constitution itself. It was just a judicial activist decision. Now, we are very thankful that on June 24, 2022, that horrible decision was overturned. Very thankful. We're also thankful <laughs> yes. about the implications of that because going forward, it will have a major change with regards to people's thought and approach to judicial interpretation philosophy. Because, for example, from 1974, you know, the, or actually even 1973, in the fall of 1973, the year that Roe versus Wade was implemented. Law school students from the fall of 1973 to the present, or to 2022, I should say, they were weaned on Roe versus Wade. They were weaned on the idea that there is this so-called right of privacy, that whatever you want to call it, that there is this abortion right. That seems like a really twisted way to try to justify abortion to me. Well, it is. Sometimes we'd call it the right to privacy. They would call it other Who's things. Who's privacy? You don't have a right to privacy when it involves a third party. All right. The child is a separate and that's a, human being. That's a third party. That's a separate human being. What about that child's right? Being. Yeah. They had all kinds of names that they would call it because they couldn't find any grounding in the Constitution. The problem is, is that from 1973 until 2022... Law school students in every law school 
they had to read Roe versus Wade. And after 92, they had to also read Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So they grow up with the idea of this untethered judicial activism, untethered to the Constitution. You basically say what you want to say. Those individuals now that are on the state Supreme Courts, they grew up in law schools and they read Roe versus Wade. They read Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So this is kind of like the big brother, little brother kind of thing that I'm concerned about. And that's why you're seeing all these challenges now that they can't go to the United States Supreme Court after the Dobbs decision overturned the abortion cases. They're trying the path to the state Supreme Courts, and they're hoping that some of those state Supreme Courts will invent a so-called right to an abortion in their state constitution like the Supreme Court did in the U.S. Constitution. So that's why these challenges are so critically important. Now, I think longer term, as law school students, and later they become judges, are weaned on Dobbs and on the real approach to the Constitution, we're going to see a long-term change in judicial philosophy. But right now, the people that are on those benches, if they feel that they are above the law, and some of them still feel that way, they will untether themselves to the Constitution and do what they want. So that's what we're up against. Uh, Some of those are very good. On this particular case, some of the questions that uh, came out from the justices sounded pretty good. Yeah, in fact, you know, and this is this is a very strong pro-life law. The governor signed as soon as Roe and Casey were overturned. This law prohibits abortion at any stage of gestation, except in a few cases, uh, particularly when the woman's life is at risk, which is very, very rare, actually. So he signed this into law as soon as uh, Roe and Casey were overturned. Then you had a circuit court judge block it, and then you had the ACLU sue. And get this, Matt, they sued on behalf of Planned Parenthood abortionists. There are no pregnant women in this case. It's the abortionist. So what does that tell you? And uh, the senior counsel, Kenneth Falk of the ACLU, is the one who argued the case. We actually uh, recently beat the ACLU of Indiana in two Ten Commandment cases that we defended in the last few years. Mm-hmm. But they were on the side of trying to knock down the law. The Solicitor General for Indiana was arguing in favor of it. Those are nativity the, cases, right? Those are the those were uh, Ten Commandment cases. Oh, Ten Commandment. Okay. Well, actually, they were. Uh, you're right. They're those nativity, are nativity cases. cases. Yeah. yeah. They were challenging two nativity cases mm-hmm. rather than Ten Commandment cases. The justice, one of them, uh, Mark uh, Massa, asked Falk, the ACLU attorney. I've watched the this controversy rage over constitutional interpretation, living constitutionalist, and original public meaning. The trial court seemed to suggest the original public meaning was a farce and a fraud. Are we to hold the U.S. Constitution's amendments 4, 5, and 6 in less reverence because they came from an 18th century Virginian? That's a good question. He's really pushing back yes, on Yes, I love it. And Falk said, well, you know, we take the core concepts and apply them to the modern context. I'm not faulting the founders. Judge Massa said, would we not have to abandon original public meaning, Falk? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, what's the core value? Individual liberty. We have to apply that today. And another justice, Jeffrey Slaughter, said, what else does liberty mean? Physician-assisted suicide? Illegal drugs? Mm. So they're pushing back against him. And then Falk says, uh, there's a limiting principle 
a material burden, whatever that is, you're talking about a much uh, more de minimis impact on a person's identity. Difficult to link to think about uh, something more horrible than I'm sorry you can't get an abortion when you have a horrible medical condition as a result of the pregnancy. Just Listen a slaughter. They're saying... You're agreeing that it's uh, a qualified right? Falk mm. says yes. Justice, uh, the Chief Justice uh, Rush said, what's the qualifier? The right is subject to legislation that may tailor the right as long as there remains a meaningful opportunity to obtain an abortion. And a meaningful opportunity to obtain an abortion. So he agrees that there is no constitutional right in the Indiana Constitution. Uh, it's really amazing um, how they pushed back on his argument. And he conceded some of the things. Basically, he says, well, the, the Constitution's got to at least give some access to it. Right. And, you know, the Solicitor General, who, who, is, uh, who argued in favor of the pro-life law, came back and said, there is a failure to recognize the unborn life, and that is something legislator has decided to respect. As to what the delegates thought about natural rights, it would be a misapprehension to read Section 1 as anything other than the rights of nature. Abortion is not one of those. Falk's argument is illogical that the legislator cannot redefine life with a statute because he argues using a previous definition of life in a statute. Yeah, and he also says that the founders clearly knew about abortion, and they did not uh, choose to legalize they it. it. Right. They banned it, you know, in the Constitution. So uh, this is uh, one of the many challenges uh, we are filing amicus briefs in many of these uh, challenges across the country. Continue to pray and um, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. We're going to continue to keep you up to date regarding all these challenges around the country. While we celebrate the overturning of Roe, the battle has intensified on the state level. lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.